Hi, and welcome to the Making Our Way podcast. This week, we bring back Paul Paul Ridge to talk about his recent success on social media and his plans for the channel moving forward. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Good to see you this week. Hey. What hey, up? Hey. I feel like I just talked to you. I know. Yeah, for real. You, like every day. We can't get, <laughs> get enough of each other. Well, yeah. So it's so, Sunday. We talk Saturday and we record it Thursday. Right. All right, I so think I talked. That's think it. Austin- that was it, guys. <laughs> we were all caught up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just like each other. That's what it is. All well, right. So we've I got actually something. did something. Yeah. No, I went right. yesterday. Uh, a friend had asked me for a, she wanted a leather. She was shopping for leather notebook holders. Like she's got these, she draws, she pencil sketches. And she was having trouble because she wanted one that had a flip, could hold a flip up notepad on the left. And her traditional one on the right, she had found some, but the flip up one was always on the right and she rathered it the other way around. And so I was like, well, I can just make that for you if if you can wait till I get over there. So it it took me about two months to get my butt over to the sewing machine, but I I whipped that up for you. So it was a lot of fun. I went back over to Twisted Arrow, who we'd interviewed Clayton on one of our episodes, I think two Decembers ago, maybe. And um, he's been letting me use his leather sewing machine. So he's got a Juki post arm. It's the same machine I used to sew my Jordans on. I could have used a different one, but I was kind of like, I'm used to this one. I know how yeah. fast mm-hmm. the needle goes. The one thing, it has a rolling foot, and so it does kind of mark the leather up, but I'm comfortable with it. I know how it works, so I just rolled with that. And I'm digging through his scrap piles, digging through his scrap piles, trying to find pieces big enough. What we did, we kind of laid them down, and he drew it out, and I was real anal. I have a notebook holder that they put rivets in and when you put the rivets in it's too tight to slide mm, the yeah. the back in because a lot of these notebooks have paper covers and the paper is just not dense enough to shove into those into that i'm trying to think of a non-perverted word to say there but um i i was kind of nervous about that and so he took all that in account and i think he was getting annoyed watching me go through all the garbage so he was like here man just take this and gave me a beautiful piece of olive green yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It was that gorgeous. was it is that was beautiful. pretty. And yeah. so I guess they have removed the product that they use that leather for is no longer in his store. And so he's like, just use this. Uh, you know, this will be big enough. And so I was able to cut. It's an outside. It's thirteen and a half by nine and a half, and then the inside was thirteen by nine. So that way I had excess to trim off because you have to glue it with a fold in it. Because if not, it'll get too tight and pull right. the corners off. And then. I have this chestnut backpack and she likes that color. So on the one that slides in like a traditional book, I, I grabbed a piece of chestnut leather. And so that's on the, on the right side and uh, yeah, just Mark glued it all up and learned new things that I didn't know before. You know, he's there to help me with all that sewed it up and I'm going to give it to her tomorrow. So the only thing he had nice. a customer come and do a He was doing a custom order. And so I was like, well, I'll just gold leaf this by myself. And I practiced like 45 times. And when I thought I finally had it, I went ahead and hit it and it's okay. And so when I showed him, he goes, Oh, what temp did you have it on? I said, Well, I turned it on. It was on 185. I thought that was okay. He's like, Oh, it should have been on 250. That's why you're not getting good transition. Uh, I was like, Oh, well, crisp. it's too late now. <laughs> I think it looks great. Yeah. It I, is. Yeah. I haven't uh, shown it to her yet. I'm going to put it on our desk tomorrow. It's a coworker of mine. I'm put it on our desk tomorrow and uh, I'm sure she'll like it. So that's kind of what I was up to that. And they finished the fence on Friday. And so Saturday morning, I woke up and sprayed the first coat of clear coat on it, Thompson's water seal or whatever. 
and geez, it, I started at nine and it was okay. And I finished at 10 30 and I felt like it was 20 degrees hotter in that hour. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I have a sprayer. I have a Wagner that I bought on prime day, probably six years ago and never used. And so I broke that bad boy out. The only thing it, it just has like the little container. So I could do about 30 feet and then I have to refill it and then do another 30 feet and refill it. So that was kind of annoying, but uh, it was a productive Saturday for sure. Did the dogs appreciate having the full yard again? Yeah, they're all excited, pooping in all corners, running, doing flips and weird shit. Uh, I've noticed my yard is probably excited, if anything, because three big dogs peeing in the same little area was not doing well. As a matter of fact, I might hop out here in a second and put the sprinkler on when we finish this segment. Well, I had a coworker um, say those favorite words of mine. They come into my. Well, no, it has actually nothing to do with work. But he comes in and he said, can you make something for me? He said, uh, my wife's old farmhouse. We've got some boards from it. And we would like for you to make a picture frame of uh, and then we'll put a picture of the house in the picture frame. Now, the house has since been completely demolished. So the only thing that I had that we have is this uh, framing for a doorway. So he brought it to the office and I went down in this pickup and he op- he had it kind of wrapped up in a blanket and he opened it up and my heart sunk. Because there were bugs everywhere. S- nope. That oh. would have been good. I saw the paint and in my mind I'm saying oh, lead-based paint. that's lead-based paint. And so I said, well, let me take this home. I did go ahead and tell him right away. I said, this looks like it could be lead-based paint based on the t- age of what we're talking about and the condition of the white paint underneath and of course the green paint on top because everybody loves to paint with green apparently um and how chippy it was and i'm i told him i said i'll I'll see what we can do but i knew that marvin has some of those little test strips strips, or the yeah. yeah those little those little tips or those little test strips so i brought it home all wrapped up brought it home brought it into the shop and um and we got one of those. Have you ever used those little those little lead-based paint testing things, kits? I'm not a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way to a do it. A little lead can't hurt you. It just makes you more interesting. <laughs> well, the way um, the way they work, they're in a little cylinder about the, the thickness of a pencil. And they're, oh, I don't know, three inches long or whatever. So then in the inside this plastic tube is like an hourglass shape where it's a um, a liquid on one side in a little glass container and then a powder on the other side. And so what you're doing is you're pressing it enough not to break the plastic, but you do want to break the glass on the inside and then shake it 20 times to get the contents to mix together. And then on the end of this uh, plastic cylinder is a like a little cotton ball kind of tip. And so you have to cut the paint to where it opens up, not just chips off. You want the inside of where you're into the wood and all of the layers of the paint. And then you dab with the cotton tip end all over that area um, of the paint with that little liquid squeezing out of there. And red means lead. So if it turns, if that little area turns red, then you've got lead-based paint. And unfortunately, I was correct. 
it is definitely lead-based paint. So we wrapped it back up. I put it in a large trash bag and I'll be taking it back to him. And my suggestion is to throw it away, unfortunately. And you know, I hated, I hate that that is the end result, but it'd be different if I could just encapsulate it in epoxy and they can hang it on the wall, but I would have to like cut it six ways from Sunday to turn it into a picture frame or something like that. Um, so it's not like I can just encapsulate it and it'll just, it is what it is. Um, I would have to be doing a lot of disassembling uh, because it's just a collection of parts and then cutting and gluing and handling and, I'm just not game for, I'm not game for that. As much as I love the history and the story and all that kind of stuff, I am not game to play with lead-based paint. So yeah, I will have to break the news to him tomorrow. I've been working really hard on being a worse friend. Um, I think too often we say yes <laughs> or okay. And sometimes you just need to tell people it's not worth, it's not worth my time or, or risk for this. I mean, if that guy wants to make a frame out of it, it's probably okay. But that's not your problem. Don't make other people's problems your problems. Yeah, I don't need I don't need any more other, you know, I, I would love to do the project for him. But and, I, you know, I don't know the, the level of what all that is, but there's a reason why they're such a, you know, such well, it's, a, it's super harmful to kids is the biggest yeah. issue with lead. And then, I mean, lead in anything is is lead is bad for everyone, but it's particularly harmful to kids and pregnant folks. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, it does have a cumulative effect. So if you right. chewed on the picture for, or you chewed on the wood every day for three weeks, yeah, you'd probably feel some anemia and disorientation and might develop, I don't know, liver disease. But yeah. six cuts probably be okay. But the reality is this is not your problem. This is his problem. Yeah. Don't make other yeah. people's problems your problems. Yeah. And I, I just don't, I, I mean, in general, that's my stance on it. And so, you know, I, I'm just going to have to pass on it. And, and I hope because, you know, they've got kids, they got grandkids, they're in their 70s and they got kids, grandkids and probably, well, probably one of these full days, of lead already. <laughs> well, great grandkids, you know, I yeah, don't want to needs to be worried about them giving right. lead poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're around with lead about the real fuel. crime here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so anyway, that was my kind of disappointment. Um, but yeah, as soon as I unwrapped that wood, I was like, man, this is, this is going to go haywire in a hurry. So I had to pass, pass that project up. So, so awesome. What you've been up to? Uh, just influencing, you know, uh, I'm with you. yeah, <laughs> no, Swag. I've been messing with the, uh, the new laser. So mm. I, I, I didn't even send you guys the photo. I burned a big H oh, in my right. table. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, my, so my, you didn't even do some practices first on plywood or something? I did a piece of cork and it didn't work good. And then I just was like, ah, let's just go for the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, cork does burn differently. So it the secret to cork is actually like low intensity. Because if you go okay. too much, it just burns the shit out of it. Well, so, I went with their suggested settings yeah. and it burned beautiful. But um, I didn't realize that one part of the piece of cork that I had was kind of curved up. Okay, yeah. And it was the end of the engrave. So like, you know, I know they say you're supposed to be standing right there, but I was, I was close by. Um, but when I came back, it was my, you know, my circle logo and one corner of it was like closer than it should have been. Yeah. And I think it was because that piece of cork was curved. I think it's very oh. sensitive to uh depth 
height sure. or like Z height. Um, so I was like, ah, 90% looks great. Let's go for the table. And uh, so I did it and it looks cool. It's a little, um, cause I ended up, so what I ended up doing, I started to carve it and I was like, this is going to take forever. So I slapped down a bunch of uh, painter's tape and then I just had it cut through the painter's tape and make me a stencil. Okay. Um, and then you're going to paint on top. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's it. Right in the middle of the table there. Yeah. It looks great. I'm sure our that audio good. audience is really good. By that time, they'll see the video. Okay. So check my Instagram. Yeah. That's good great. that you're set. You're embracing a, a piece of technology like this. Right. And so here's the best part. So Jacob from other dog designs is coming tomorrow and he doesn't know this yet. But I'm gonna make him work and help me set up the rotary <laughs> because oh, nice. I'm a little intimidated with the rotary because it's you know a lot more stuff going on. Yeah. So I, was, I figured he would. He's the guy. So, like, what's your plan with the rotary in addition? Pins, well, the plan baby. is I re- I'm required to make one rotary video, well, <laughs> so that's no, step but why one. <laughs> yeah. But so I really what I want it for is it can um, engrave the cerakote off of my pins. Oh, so okay. I can, so I can put people like bride, uh, like groomsmen. I can put all their names on it. You know, it it's that is what believe it or not for this whole sponsorship deal that I have going. That was the um, driving force was I want to be able to engrave my pens because um, it opens up an avenue. People are willing to pay a lot of money for engraving uh, for customization, mm-hmm. and um, so if you can add ten bucks to each pen or or however much you want to add, fifteen bucks, whatever it is. Um, that really increases, especially with the laser, there's, uh, no cost, basically just you know, very minimal cost just, besides just labor setting it up. So it's, it's, uh, very profitable. So would you offer it so that you could have some that say gr- the word groom and the word groomsman, or would you say, add your names, David, Bill, Jimmy, or would it be like Sally and Bob's wedding? I'm just kind of curious where your thoughts are, because if it's just groom and groomsmen, you could batch out a bunch yeah. of those without changing settings. How do you kind of think about that whenever you're trying to figure out your time and making sure that everything's spelled right and all that kind of stuff? Right. So I with I've, I did this previously where I had another guy who was laser engraving my stuff for me, but it was a pain oh. because I had to like transfer it and then bring it back because they wouldn't they didn't want to engrave it once it was a pen. So I had to send it oh. to him before it was a pen, which then you run into issues. Like if you accidentally scratch it while you're making, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. It's going to be so much better having it in house that, so that if, I, if it messes up, I can fix it right away and make another one. Um, so I was charging like say like a $10 if they all were engraved the same. So like yeah. if they did the wedding name and I also said, you tech, you write me an email with exactly what you want it to say and what font and um, so if you make a spelling error, it's on you. Like, right. th- this is, I'm going to copy and paste your text. And uh, so that's how I did it before. And then if they wanted like individual names, I would add five bucks. Cause it's, it's like a whole another setup, you know? Oh, that's what I was um, thinking. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I was like, maybe I should add more than that because then they won't do it. <laughs> like, please well, don't do that. You know? Well, not so much to deter them, but make it worth your time because that's where, you know, the time of you, I know it's like, oh, you just turn it, flip it in and do the thing and hit it. But there's more yeah, time there's, involved than just, yeah, it's more, it's more of a derailment than you think. Well, and yeah. maybe customization is not the answer because you already have a very unique product. So it's not like customization sets 
your pins apart. They're pretty original as is, but maybe customization adds another line to your pins. You know, right. you can add some, you know, we don't need to get into what those sayings could be, but I'm sure the kind of people who are buying your pins have certain rallying cries. They like to yell at NASCAR <laughs> events and you could put things like that on pins or you could put sure. whatever, you know, pop culture, little clauses or sayings. And that, that takes a pin that you have as singular. And now it's five different product lines or whatever. Absolutely. So, um, and the beauty of that is those um, cultural tidal wave things, they're so fast for me to do it in another way. Yeah. Like we, I used to send it to my Cerakoter and it was, there was so much yeah, you process. can do just in time. Exactly. And you can take your cheapest, most basic pin and turn it into a next level pin because it has, Absolutely. you know, maybe one of these branches of a government organization that, frowns upon you using their stuff you know maybe you could have something with theirs on there or, right yeah yeah or, or it, it would be nice to be able to uh you know if you have like a certain style pen that it doesn't move anymore but you could modify it and turn it into like a new one that's that would be great you definitely need to do that's one true. that says this pen is stolen always like those yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> We'd like to take a minute and thank the folks over at Patreon who help us out. If you'd like to join over there, patreon.com, making our way podcast. And each week we have a little extra content that we post there. Um, on our top tier, we've got Justin from Bear Maked, Marcel Este, uh, Marion Ward from Creative Ward Gallery, Ozark Spirit, Scott Oram from Daddy Yourself DIY, and Vincent Ferrari from Digitally Creative. All right, tonight we're joined here with the man, the myth, and the legend. Paul Parridge, also known as Troy Saunders. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I like being here. <laughs> All right. If anyone who is listening doesn't know you, can you kind of give us a little bit about yourself? So I worked at the shipyard for probably 12 years, and then I couldn't do that anymore. So I went back to school when both my daughters were in college also. And I became a teacher, did that for 27 years, just retired about two months ago. And about, I don't know, three months ago, I kind of started heavy into my uh, YouTube channel, actually my Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. In fact, probably <laughs> three months ago, I didn't even have TikTok and and I downloaded TikTok to to work on it. So. Yeah, that's kind of what we were curious to talk to you about. We've had you on the on the podcast before. Uh, we enjoyed you on as our Father's Day guest a couple years ago. Um, but we have all enjoyed watching the development of your channels, Pawpaw Ridge. Um, so can you kind of give us a little bit about what was the original plan with your social media presence? The original plan was to make a dollar a day. <laughs> and, and I mean, really, that's kind of a joking thing, but it really wasn't about the money at first. I was just recording. I think a long time ago, Austin had said that wouldn't it be nice that as your grandchildren got older and they had kids, because I probably won't be around too much during that time. Um, he's they he said that. It'd be nice for them to really see and hear and know what you were like. So it was actually probably kind of a recording of me 
and how I am and what I do. So that's that's kind of the first start of it. And then it started gaining a little bit. And then I started taking it a little bit more serious. So that's kind of how it started out. Yeah. So let's kind of touch on that as far as the content that you actually um, that you actually film and you post. Like what is in your mind, what is the parameters of what you want to cover on the channel? So to me, it's kind of the life of a homestead where I don't think we're really a true, true homestead, but we're as close as we can be. So you're you're working on your food, you're working on your own equipment, you're trying to to do things for yourself, you're trying to not be as reliant on the the supermarkets and things like that. So that's how it kind of started out. It's been really popular since the gardening gardening uh, season started. Um, not so much about with uh, wood shop and blacksmith and steel work and things like that. But I still I'm I'm still going to be true to myself. That's still going to be part of it. Uh, but gardening's taking a big huge thing right now, which I could see that because that's how you make your you know your food for the year if you're a homestead. Now you 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 said you just recently retired and but you started this channel before retiring. So how did you fit all of that in? Because you are posting daily for months now. Like was how was the organization or the planning for your kind of content? So I would on the weekend because that's all the time I'd have. Because when I by the time I get home, I'm exhausted and. And, you know, we're, we're early in the morning, we rise, we get up about 4.30 in the morning, and we go to bed about 8.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> so um, it was hard to get anything done in the afternoon. So it was weekends, and I would try to get five to eight reels done. But it, it's actually kind of easy. At, in the beginning, it was because there's so much you're doing during planting season that you just have to sit down and you're saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. The only thing is me having been a teacher to put it down. Originally, it was below a minute mm-hmm. and I'm kind of long winded. So, you know, getting under a minute was a, a tough thing to do. What was one of your first uh, reels that really kicked off that like made you think, oh, my gosh, they're actually really watching what I'm doing? Um, so I can't think I'm old, so I can't think (laughs) so probably the big one that really kicked it off was my sweet potato video, which Mm -hmm. I I laugh all the time that I say that was my viral video on sweet potatoes. Yeah. So and what it is, and, and this is one thing I don't like about the channel is my videos that go viral are the, you know, confrontational ones. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I don't like confrontation, but it was just that in certain parts of the country, they don't do it the way we do it. So I was saying, I was stating the way we do it here, or I have done it in the past. And everybody, as you know, everybody has their own opinion and it just went, Nuts. I don't even know. It's in probably two, three, four, five million now that had viewed it. So, but it was probably the sweet potato video. Um, 
you know, when when that went through. Yeah, well, that video, you did it exactly the way my parents have always done it. So in Missouri, we do it apparently the same way as Virginia. Right. The other one was like um, the borax video where you can mix borax and different things to uh, take care of ants. And oh, yeah. the funny thing is you'll get somebody saying that I'm poisoning the environment because of that. And then the very next thing is somebody that says, yeah, I put a little pinch of that in my coffee every morning for my arthritis. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Troy, you sound like you were a little surprised that the sweet potato video took off when you started this did you have a project that you were like this is going to be the one or this is a really good one and it just didn't click every one of them that i think will click does not click every one <laughs> of them so i i what i here's the way i look at it. i try to be true to myself i do what i want to do within reason you know because because i i know some things aren't going to be good so but informational they love you know giving something that they get a tidbit from so right that's what i try to do i try i put i try to even though i had a person just unfollow me because i was putting my humor into something and they didn't like it um but you know that's that's part of the business um but uh, like i said i just try to be true to myself and if it hits great if it doesn't Oh, well, you know, that's the that's the name of the game. Let's talk about your humor some because you did have a lot of videos early on with humor. I remember uh, you did lizard earrings. Uh, you involved your grandchildren in a few. I believe there was one with a turtle. That was a little controversy or a raccoon, one of those two. Um, so whenever you sit down, do you kind of temper that? Like, I'm OK, I have to dial my humor back and just present what the people want. Or you've said it a few times already. You're just going to be Troy. Right. I, no. I, I don't I don't go, you know, the crazy Troy. I don't get, I don't go to that side, <laughs> uh, you know, but I do the the Troy that because I, I was an elementary school teacher for 22 years. So I, I'm generally not if I'm in a group and everything, I control myself. So I stay a little bit controlled, but I still want my humor to come through because I think that and this is. Austin's going to laugh at this and he's, you know, going to say something about this, but he said this, they, they want to see me, you know, yeah, right. And, and that's not right. in a conceited way. That's, I, I found out that's truly, they do want information, but they want to hear me say it, you know? So, cause I used to film without me being in the camera. Cause I yeah. hated being on camera and Austin was talking about like, you need to be in the front <laughs> and, and let's go ahead and get this out of the way. The cowboy hat and the overalls, that's me. Yeah. That's what I that's what I wear every day in the garden. That that is not a costume. That is not a get up. That's actually what I wear. Well, so I didn't know you I, wore a shirt under your overalls. I thought you went shirtless. Sometimes I do, oh, you know. Okay. And that's that's on my own my other oh. channels. You know, okay. you, know, you got paid for that. So well, and with the overalls and the hat, like when one of my daughters was over, I was like, oh, check out this is Austin's dad channel. And she goes, oh, just like grandpa. And and yeah, I mean, that's I think you resonate a lot, whether it's younger uh, followers or 
or, you know, of all ages, because you do have that very fatherly or grandfatherly approach because you are trying to teach as well as someone entertain. Now, speaking of the entertaining, I do have to say the aggression you took out on that Miracle Whip container, I took that personal. That was kind of painful. I, I got excited for half a second when you pulled that Miracle Whip out that you're going to put that on a piece of, on a sandwich and then you threw it away. And so I I was still OK with having you on the show, but I just want to let you know that kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> well, the, the good news for you is that people, all the chemicals and stuff that people say are in Duke's mayonnaise, I probably won't be around very long. So, you know. <laughs> So it'll take care of itself. <laughs> Let's talk about that video a little bit. This is a, the tomato sandwich reel um, posted it earlier this week. So technically speaking, I felt like that video took a big jump forward for what your typical post had been. Um, you have a lot where you show before and after you do time lapse. But at the end of this one, to get the mayonnaise on your face and you consume it, there were a lot of like jump cuts. Uh, the editing was very clean. Do you find that just the more you post, you're finding new techniques or new ways to get it in that time frame. What's that growth been like? So it, the, the growth, the growth is horrible because I had to buy a Mac and, <laughs> you know, and I don't, I'm not a Mac person, but yeah, when you can slice something to the fractional part, because everything I was editing, everything on my phone. Sure. And mm -hmm. already, already my eyes aren't, it's not that great. So when I could actually see things and I could split it again, I'm long winded. So the problem is I'll record for that. I had four minutes of video and I had to be mm. under a minute 30. So I was slicing, I mean, 0.2 off of it, of a second trying to get it within. So, and then once I, I find out too, that like I just edited one, I find out, there's a 45 second chunk and I'm like, ah, I don't really need that to make my point. And so I'm learning editing better. Uh, there's still, I still got a long way to go, but, um, you know, Austin's helped me a lot. Uh, I'm learning the Mac slowly and it is good for what it is, but right now I'm sitting with three monitors around me <laughs> and the Mac's, you know, this big to me. So, but anyway, Speaking of Austin, have y'all talked about doing any collaborations or any high caliber Paul Paul Ridge dual posting or anything? He'd bring my channel down. <laughs> <laughs> he has more followers than you do. Maybe y'all yeah, could do like go to Tractor Supply and he gets overalls and a hat and then you bring uh, him back. Oh, to work. there you go. I think in one account, he has more than I do. I'm not sure about the rest. He's right. <laughs> yeah, he's right. So Troy, you know this character of Paw Paw, uh, or you know from Paw Paw Ridge. For those that don't know, Paw Paw Ridge is not referring to, you know, the shorthand of grandfather. It's it's a fruit. Does that fruit grow around you, or is, what's the source of that? So it does, but it was kind of a play. It's actually a play on different things. Sure. Because all my grandchildren call me Paw Paw, but that's P A P A. Sure. But we also have it's we have a ridge. Of, we actually have a sand ridge that runs through us, and I think it's great for the pawpaws growing in it. And so we probably have 60 pawpaw trees growing around us. 
And it's just part of it. And it's like this elusive fruit that when you talk about it, people have heard about it, like picking up pawpaws, putting them in a basket. You know, everybody mm-hmm. knows that song, but they yeah. have no idea what a pawpaw is. So because it had this ridge, we had a sand ridge and we had pawpaws and I am called pawpaw. We kind of put it all together. It took me year and a half to figure out what I wanted to call my the homestead. Sure. You know, because I was going to call it a farm and we're not a true farm. And I was going to call it a farmette. And then I, I was calling it all sorts of things. But finally, we settled on Pawpaw Ridge as being it. So, yes, people think I'm Pawpaw Ridge as the person. But I mean, that's okay. I can They're in the phone that. book stalking guys with the last name Ridge trying to find out where you're at. Right. <laughs> and there actually is another place, a thing. There's a West Virginia uh, Pawpaw Ridge, I believe. So some people think I'm from West Virginia, which, uh, you know, I, I date my sister, so I probably could do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Chrissy's going to make us cut that out. So <laughs> nah, to fine. me, the uh, the beginning of the character Pawpaw was when you did the mushroom log video. And mm-hmm. you you mentioned earlier that like the blacksmithing and the metalworking didn't get steam like the gardening has. Uh, gardening's definitely a bigger audience. But to Austin's point, the mushroom log is when you're finally in front of the camera uh, before everything else was kind of shot from the side. Um, how do you see your channel growing? What's your plans to grow when you know, the gardening season is over. That's a big, you know, conversation uh, between Austin and I, we're talking about what's, what go, you know, what's going to happen. Um, there's an idea of that. I will hold some, even though it's hard enough to get just, you know, the weekly stuff done and we're really working on our YouTube channel. So it's hard to get that done. And if I, you know, I want to save some things, so that's tough. I'm I'm writing down. I have a book that I write down ideas. It um, and I'm trying to think of okay, what are winter activities? What are winter things I can do in the in the metal shop in the wood shop, but still has something to do with gardening, so I can still have a piece of that in there. I would love one day if I get big enough. I'm hoping a, a greenhouse. You know, person will say, hey, you know, would you like a five, eight thousand dollar greenhouse? And if that was the case, then that would give me a lot to do. But, you know, that's down the road. I'm I'm getting rejected by everybody right now. So as you've been gardening this year, are there extra things that you've been thinking, oh, I should put them in the garden this year that maybe you hadn't before, but you thought that might have been a little extra interesting on the content? Absolutely. The biggest thing I think I need in my garden, which I put some, but usually uh, is flowers uh, because mm-hmm. I have flowers in there, but usually it's for a purpose. It's not to be pretty. It's like marigolds because they, you know, get pest out of there and things like that. Yeah. Wow. But but from from afar, I look at um I look at my garden and it's beautiful. It's green and I can see all the fruits and everything. But it, there's no, you know, vivid, bright red color or anything like that. And and I look at some of the other channels because that's great inspiration. And it, they just 
you know, have all this the flowering and it's just beautiful. So, it, and I'm, I don't want to do completely that because mine is a food source. So mm-hmm. it's not just to be pretty, but I do think some of that needs to be added just to make it more appealing, you know. Are you planning on like for next year, are you planning on adding extra space for the garden or extra things for the garden for next year as you're going to besides like flowers i don't think i'm allowed to go any bigger i think just to be clear he is already over the property line okay (laughs) (laughs) he is on my side (laughs) actually i think almost the whole thing is on his side so you know (laughs) but yes and i want to grow some different types of things that um that are interesting, but I don't put them in there because really my my garden is a subsistence garden where I whittled it down to just what we need to put in the freezer. I mean, it's, it's basically squash, okra, tomatoes, eggplant, and beans, uh, string beans. That's really it. I am growing some other things um, in it, but not, not, a lot so it's mainly those things and i still will do that next year because i mean we need to fill the freezer but i want to do some different things just so i can experience it because like right now i'm growing a yam because people in the sweet potato video they were talking about yam so much i want to see how it's growing so i'm growing a yam right now which you know i've never grown and it's actually beautiful it's a really cool plant so but yes Speaking of cool plants and squashes, you have another reel where you turn uh, the leaf from a squash into a flute. Uh, How did that reel perform, and was that up to your expectations? Uh, That was actually suggested. My my whole family gives me ideas, uh, (laughs) you know. So, and I'm like, that was cool. My brother suggested that one, and so I said, you know, I'll try it. I've never tried that before. And it it was really cool. It actually worked. I was shocked. And it actually, he said it took him, I think, five or ten times to get it to actually work. And mine worked on film the first try. I could <laughs> not believe that. So I don't know if you can see it in my face, but I'm thrilled to death that I actually got something out of it. And since then, I've made probably 50 because I've tried all different things. Actually, we have a video a YouTube video coming out on Tuesday, I think. Is that the horn? No, that's not the horn one. My my video editor for YouTube is really slow. <laughs> I, I can't count on him for anything. Yeah, that one's still uh, on the cutting room floor. We're working on it. <laughs> so probably Thursday. Yeah. We'll have that. So that's a reel you posted across different platforms. How have you found how have you found that your posts are performing on Instagram versus Facebook? versus uh tiktok well i think i do the best on instagram which stinks because you don't get paid for it even Mm. though my son has taught me that instagram is where most of your industry looks at and it's true anytime i get contacted for something uh that they want me to support or whatever it's on instagram tiktok if you can have the right music and and if it's a little flashy that does well facebook facebook fits me because it's old people like me 
and, <laughs> you know, and it, it just kind of appeals to, to, you know, the gardening thing, you know, like that. YouTube is its own animal. I'm not doing great on that. I don't have that many videos right now. So I, I, th I think YouTube's like an endurance run. You, you just have to keep chugging at it and eventually that comes around. But so they're all different, which is weird. They're all different. You see different videos go viral on different ones. The, the sweet potato is kind of consistent and the, um, the borax one was kind of consistent and the horn was kind of consistent. So the viral ones actually have something in them that, you know, that across the platforms it, it, pro it produces, but you know, I haven't found, uh, you know, that that conflict is what really does sell it. But I'm not into conflict. So I'll do it. Uh, I usually do it by accident. But, uh, you know, but I, I won't do it on purpose. What about like all you mentioned your family giving you suggestions and stuff like that? What has been the reaction to the rest of the family besides Austin as far as your involvement and success? in uh on the social media side i think like 30 of my uh family members now want to do uh the social media game <laughs> but they don't yeah i try to explain explain it to them getting your first thousand is a nightmare it takes mm -hmm. forever to get the thousand and it seems to get a little easier as you go up which makes sense because it's the the game of multiplicity but you to, I think you have to be consistent. You have to post on time. You you can't you can't miss a day. I've responded to, and I've missed some, but I've responded to every one of my comments. Everyone across every platform. You're probably talking ten to fifteen thousand comments. So. And I think that's helped me. Can I keep doing that? I don't think so. But I think it's really helped a lot. Is anyone else going to do that? Uh, I don't know. So, you know, they they, they kind of look at it that, oh, man, it's easy. And it's not easy. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. What about the reaction for folks outside, like fellow former teachers or, or other people that you might just be interacting with on occasion now, what's the reaction or have you even mentioned it to anybody outside? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't make a point of saying it except for I was just getting my yearly physical and my PA. She's like, when do you go back to school? And I said, I don't, I've retired. And she's like, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, <laughs> I'm I'm now on social media and she's like, oh, really? What are you? And so she I told her what I am. She looked me up real quick when I was there. She's like, oh, my gosh, you're famous. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know about that. So, yeah, folks are going to be a great uh, reaction. That's good. Yeah. Say so folks are going to start wrecking. I wonder whenever like um, any of your former students or parents of any of your former students or the fellow teachers, you know, they run across you and then they're like, holy cow, I just, you know, that'll a, be interesting. A really good story or quick story is that um, one of my students that I had for advisory, she's almost graduating college with her psychology degree. And um, she uh, 
Insta messaged me and said, oh, my gosh, you're famous. I just ran across your video. And she said this was the nicest thing. She said, I'm so glad that you're sharing yourself with everyone and they see the love that you had for us as students. Uh, you know, they could see it through that. So that that was super nice. So what did the grandsons say? Or do they just like no big deal? No big deal. I'm Paul Paul. P-A-P-A, Pawpaw, not P-A-W-P-A-W, Pawpaw. So no different. I'm still him. Like I said, it's not an act. They see me with a hat. They see me with the bib overalls, you know, and, it, you know, I am I might be a little calmer on the videos than I am with them. But, you know, other than that. Now, what about like future merchandise, T-shirts, stickers? What's the plan um, for that side of it? So I'm I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to get people to help me. And so uh, again, I I'm you know OCD. I want things to be perfect. And even yeah. though I know things aren't perfect, but like I've had some people help me. And so far, the design we've come up with is doesn't isn't what I see. So until I get it right, uh, but I'd like to do it. I, I feel awkward, though, like Austin's like, hey, somebody online is asking about the clips that you use in your garden or whatever. And he's like, send them send them the link. But that's hard. I'm not I'm really not a salesman. And I I don't I don't want to be untrue to myself. But even though I do use all these things. So, I mean, I am being true to myself, but I just don't I, I just don't want to be the salesman. So hopefully one day I'll get used to that. And it's really not a sales pitch, but I'm, I'm hoping, you know, so the pennies is nice. Well, I mean, from a consumer's perspective, when I'm watching someone make, I don't have a garden. So if I'm watching someone make something in the shop and they're using a certain kind of material, I want to know, I want the link. I, it makes it easier on me. So don't think of it as a salesman. Just think of it as sharing because right. whatever their glue or their bottle of whatever that you're they're using in the shop, that makes it a whole e lot easier, especially if I know they're genuine, which I know you will be with your kind of product. So don't think of it as salesman. It's uh, it's just sharing and helping. Right. Right. And I my it's Austin gets mad at my audience all the time because They'll get on, they'll comment and they'll just say, hey, I just want to say good morning, Papa. You know, and he's like, mine never do that. Why is so, that? Weird. <laughs> so weird. And all these, you know, all the ones that want to adopt me as their Papa and stuff like that. When I get tired of Austin, I'm going to let one of them adopt me. So <laughs> I hope they know how to edit video. <laughs> and I think that's really what you're hitting. I, I don't. I do think a lot of people are finding you because of the growing the vegetables and they're interested in that, but they're staying because of who you are. I'm interested to see where the channel goes. Um, I wanted to do our this or that segment. And then maybe if you would, uh, we could kind of talk about just some brainstorming on the future of Paw Paw Ridge. So Troy, I believe you've, uh, you've been on once before. So we have a segment we call this or that, where we give the guest a few options and we're going to kind of do a rapid fire with you. Go to cowboy hat brand. Uh, resist all. Resist all. Go to overall brand. Uh, LC King. Oh, okay. Favorite crop in the garden. 
probably, and everybody will go, oh, yuck, but probably okra. Okra, okay. Ooh, no, I'm with you on that one. Okay, good. Yeah. Tractor Supply or Home Depot? That's a hard one. Uh, I love going to Tractor Supply. I love going there. All right. And how do you handle all the young female fans that have daddy issues? How do I handle them? <laughs> the problem is they're they're not looking at me as daddy. They're looking at me as Paul Paul. So, uh, you know, I treat them like Paul Paul, you know, you like go. one of my kids. A butterscotch and on their way. That's it. No candy and no van. No, no. <laughs> so what I love about the Paw Paw Ridge channel is, again, the just growth that you've had and how the growth has energized you to output more. Uh, it's obvious when you started getting more followers, the content started getting better and better and better, better editing, better cuts, better footage. Run us through. You're going to you just got done filming this weekend. What are the things you do today that you didn't do five months ago? Do research on what I'm actually going to talk about because I mm. think I know it, but I want to make sure I give absolute factual information. So there's actually a re little bit of research. Like once, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something, I'll make sure that what I'm going to say is not incorrect. Because they'll you, they'll humble you really quick because the <laughs> the audience doesn't mind telling you you're wrong. Like I said, I have a great audience. They take care of me. Somebody else said something against me. They'll they'll take care of them. I don't have to do anything. But they, they want correct information. I don't want to give them bad information either. If I tell them to spray something onto their plants and it kills every one of them, I feel guilty of that. But but I don't. And and if I'm not absolutely 100% sure of something, I'll tell them that. I'll tell them that this is an experiment or, or you know, I'm not. I don't know everything. So please, you know, please check this for yourself. So, but there is a background information, you know, on different things. What about the cinematography and way things, the way that you shoot and capture the videos? Definitely has changed because... Even though they want to see this pretty mug in it, they also want something more exciting than this. So holding something up, that first shot either grabs them or they go. So you got you can't it can't just be me standing there like that. Um, now it's got to be that first shot's got to have something that pulls their interest in, especially for TikTokers, because you'll lose them in a second. So something has to be there. So it definitely that's changed the front cover of a lot of them. What about technology, camera, microphone? Do you have Austin out there with a teleprompter? He's he's out there when I'm filming the big YouTube ones, but or if I need help. But generally I'm filming by myself at eight o'clock in the morning. That that tomato sandwich was not for lunch. I ate that for breakfast, you know, <laughs> and it was delicious and I ate it all, but um, so I tried the microphones and stuff, but I found out cause I've, I have this teacher voice and I can project. <laughs> so unless I'm way far away, I really don't need any like microphones or anything like that. The lighting we've, I've learned a lot about the lighting, whether, you know, cause, cause I look better in low light, I think to myself, but not really, you, you need 
you need like um, you need bright light but overcast you don't need the sun so I, i'm learning more about where i need to sit where where you know where i need to be to get the shot and stuff like that and sometimes that's hard so you, you now before i just sit and shoot and i talk about it and i'd finish in one take Mm. which was nice because then that was easy to do five things. But now I cut it, uh, a car will go by, uh, you know, a plane will go over and I'll cut it and I'll cut it out. And and if I say, cause I say so a lot and I say, what's the other thing I say, Austin? All right. All right. All so right. I, all right. Or I'll say today, so there's things now that I try to cut out that's just not needed. So the, it, it's like fine tuning it now. Then what's your relationship with the editing software in these apps? You know, where were you five months ago to where are you now as far as music, voiceover, text over, uh, and any kind of other filters or special effects? So I've, I'm learning more on my phone because I still edit a lot on my phone. If it's a quick one and I only have a couple pieces, I still edit on my phone. I'm a creature of habit, so I kind of follow the same. But I started adding words, which then I found out sometimes words is not needed. Um, I used to add background noise, but if I have a ton of, for, for my channel, if I have birds and 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 cicadas and all that in the background i really don't need music because it's enough of something behind it and i kind of like that anyway um and i don't think i need it on some things tiktok i still put a little undertone of it but it's again i i pull me into it and i like quiet instrumental underlying little jazz stuff like that i like that underneath so the channel's me. I'm not going to make it for people. I do try to do a better job. Don't get me wrong, but it's still going to represent me. The music I pick is for me. The, the you know, the subject matter is kind of for me, except I need tons of new ideas. So I'll try out new things, you know, things like that. Well, speaking of you not doing it for other people, but you still need ideas. I thought before we wrap up, Maybe we each could give one suggestion that we'd like to see on the Paw Paw Ridge channel as it continues to climb through the stratosphere. And one thing for me is you've done so good in the garden. I'd like to see some more home in the homestead, You know, some way that you can bring some of this back inside, whether that you talked about flowers earlier, whether that's, you know, picking flowers or cutting flowers to put on the table or um, recipes that come from the garden. Into, I'd like to see not complete transition but maybe one every now and then of how Papa Ridge is coming back into the house and, and incorporating in the home I think those those would be cool and that would help get you through the holiday season because you could do some decorating type stuff you could do some festive type stuff uh, I think that would be really neat to see uh, I did think that I need like I want to one thing I want to do but filming inside is a whole nother animal sure. that lighting mm -hmm. is, is horrible so because I did film where we we took the banana peppers and I picked them in the garden and I brought them inside and we actually pickled them. So I yeah, have stuff like I, that. I yeah. have those pieces. But again, lighting, when you change that, that's that's a huge thing. But I think I'm I'm with you. I think uh, that's a huge thing. I might have to bring 
uh, Nana Ridge into there it. You, where, you know, she's doing it. So speaking of a uh, lighting, just real quick, the reel of you on the mulch, the unlimited mulch reel, the lighting in that shot is unbelievable. I mean, that looks like a professional was out there with a big camera filming that. It looks really good. There was a big guy with a big camera. Doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I, pro. I want to kind of uh, add on to what Dean was saying. That's kind of where I would think that you might want to go to because you've got a lot of folks, um, you know, like Austin's age or, you know, a little younger too, that didn't have someone or they don't have one, anyone to show them how to, even if they're going to buy the groceries from the grocery store, how to use those, how to store those uh, in the house or just to do things that stuff that you might have told Austin or showed Austin as he was getting older or got into his own house, you know, just kind of help folks along with things that they might not have learned from their parents or their grandparents. So that's kind of in my mind, that would be an avenue. I don't know it's necessarily heavy duty um, home repairs or anything like that. But I know like for Marvin and I will uh, do short food videos and post it on Marvin's Insta or, uh, YouTube channel and then send the link to all the kids and be like, OK, y'all loved this meal that you grew up with or whatever. Here's our and, and it, for us, it's just a quick video. So they all have the reference. But um, but I think that that would be an avenue as far as just kind of helping folks, helping, you know, to to use those vegetables or kind of help with things that they need to know when they get into a house. Right. We talked about um, canning because we actually mm -hmm. can we can today. We made uh, pickles today. So we thought about that. And I was thinking the only thing with the canning, because I want to do that, but the canning I'm going to tell them, you look up under the national canning thing, you look up your times, I'm not going to get you yeah. botulism, you know, you, <laughs> you're, you're going to do that. But the recipe and the general process of it, I thought about that. I'm not great at it. I want to learn more about it. But I do think that that's a, another area I could go into, definitely. Yeah. Austin, big ideas? I've, I've given you every idea I got. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no merch. I think you should have t-shirts. I think people would like them. Oh, that's the main thing. You know, you don't need a logo. You could do more like a farm shop style shirt where it's just text, you know, Paw mm -hmm. Ridge established on this kind of Virginia. You don't need to come up with your no, sticker logo. I actually think that's where after the little nightmare that I just went through, I'm trying to get somebody to, to, do a logo. Um, I I think that's kind of where we're thinking now is make it simple instead of because I, I had, oh, you know, my hat needs to be in there. My bibs need to be in there. And and this needs to be it, like chicken and and vegetables. And it, and it became too much. So I think, you know, keep it, you know, kiss, kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid, maybe yeah. so. Paw Paw Ridge, home of the five pound squash. Well, everybody wanted me to make uh, Paw Paw Ridge, come tickle your tomatoes. You know, there's something to be, there is something to be said about those like taglines. Well, or just those taglines or, or things that you've said that has become more 
um, you know, that people have really caught a hold of. And then you've got you've got a variety of stickers. You've got a variety of T-shirts. And I know like we have um, for our farm, we've got T-shirts and it's Diamond Century Farm established 1902 or something like that. uh, Argyle, Missouri. So, you know, on the front, it just has that little that little clip and then on the back it's a it's a scenery from the farm so i mean you i don't know something just a photo that we put on the back of it so even if it's just you know pawpaw ridge on the front and then on the back it's you know don't forget to tickle your tomatoes or something cattle brand that says hey and you end every video just branding something with hey and you go it's pawpaw ridge right right there you go yeah you forgot my favorite part of that video because it was Tickle the tomatoes, but don't make it weird. Like, so that's the top and bottom. <laughs> of the shirt. Yes. That's how, or you, tickle the tomatoes on the. F- or go ahead. No, you definitely have to add that last part because that would be that's that was the funny part of it. So, if you do the tickle your tomatoes on the front and then on the back of your shirt, but don't make it weird because then somebody sees the front or the back and they're like, "What's the story?" So that's good. Right. Yeah. All right. So we normally ask a three tools question, like if you're getting ready to start your journey again. Um, but let's do it for you with like, if you had an unlimited budget, what would be the next three things you get? Unlimited budget, next three things. Well, top, I'm going to jump to the top and then work back. I, I get a greenhouse and it wouldn't be, you know, an eight by 10. It'd be uh, probably 12 by 20 or you know, maybe even bigger if I could fit it somewhere. I don't know that I can fit it somewhere, but that that would be it. Uh, it and speaking of that, then I would get the equipment to do seedlings because I always plant by seeds, which I think is nice because most people that's economical, you know, planting mm-hmm. with seeds. Um, but I think that that would be good is that I would have a, gr- a grow set up for, for the seedlings. And um, the last one, you can't beat a a pair of pruning shears. Mm. So the, like top of the line pruning shears because I carry them around all the time and I bought really nice ones, but they're not top of the line. So get those little bonsai snippers because those are crazy expensive. Okay, cool. That'll work. Um, I guess all that's left is uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. Not your yeah. address. In Tell my, them the uh, social media. <laughs> with my feet kicked up because I'm supposed to be retired. So <laughs> where would they find me right now? In bed, asleep. No, <laughs> that's not what you want to know. So they can find me on everything. They can, you know, am I supposed to give? I don't even know what my things Papa are. Papa Ridge. You give it or, to them. Or You're Papa Ridge Homestead on all platforms. That's it. There we go. <laughs> I don't know it. I don't know by heart. I'm not like you, egocentric and, you know. <laughs> Whatever, mister. Got to get my money maker in front of the camera. <laughs> make sure y'all see my 20 bucks because I'm Because I want right, to be the Troy, first paid one on there. The money's in go. the mail. Thank yeah. You. It always is. Percy, take us home. All right. All right, Troy. And again, thanks so much for joining us. I I knew it was going to be a great episode and I, I really enjoyed it a lot. So we're glad you uh, glad you graced us with your presence this evening. Thanks a bunch. OK, thank you. It's my pleasure. 
Alrighty. Good night. Night. We like to say thanks to our middle tier patrons. We've got Tony Langer from Langerworks, Brenda McDonough from McDonough Design, Susan Duplantis from Hearth and Garden Art, Stephanie Taddeo, Kyle with Footwork Woodworking, and Greg with Platte Valley Woodwork. All right, guys. So we were talking with my dad about, uh, you know, like kind of what his channel is all about. And I was curious when you guys are watching YouTube, what what is the uh, reason that you're watching the channels you watch? So this is a big one to me because we don't have cable. And I recently upgraded to YouTube premium, so I don't have to watch commercials. Oh, nice. And, and I say recently, probably about a year ago, but it's a great investment for the way I consume content. So I'm always on YouTube, but I run into an issue where it one time I'll search something out of curiosity and then just starts force feed me this stuff. Right. I struggle to find new things to watch. So what I kind of look for is I can't do anything too long because a lot of times it's really mm -hmm. just background. So if I'm going to pay attention to it, it needs to be less than 10 minutes. If it's 30 minutes, there's zero chance it's more than just background. Right. And then the other thing is I don't like, I like, I don't mind someone's opinion. Like if someone's going to cover something or recap something, or even, I even like those stupid, you know, oh, this is the first time I ever heard Bon Jovi, I'm going to react. And it's like, well, you're alive, right? You've heard Bon Jovi before, stop it. <laughs> but I'll still watch the videos. What I don't like are the ones where it's, the, the clips that people think is what you need to do to get clicks. And maybe I'm not the typical YouTuber, but it was like, you won't believe what they said about this. And then you go to watch it. And I'm like, you haven't said anything of substance. You right. Know? Right. You know, high caliber craftsman builds is in Virginia. They used to build surfboards. Now they build other stuff. High caliber craftsman builds is a channel based out of Virginia that builds stuff. I'm like what is going on here? Right. Give it's me just talking in circles. Yeah. So I typically just kind of watch comedy clips, you know, clips from different comedy shows. I watch a lot of car stuff. Like today I watched highlights from the Goodwood Festival of Speed and I watch old music videos. I do love that I can watch music videos from when I was younger. Um, right. I like that a lot. And I do like some more documentary stuff, but builder wise, I kind of just watch our friends or I like um, Fireball Tools. So yeah. that's a longer video that I'll watch because he's entertaining and informational and I like the way his stuff is. I used to watch a ton of Adam Savage, but I've, I've kind of backed off of that a little bit. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think my number one thing is you've got to keep my attention more than the cell phone is going to grab my attention. So I, I need, yeah. if, if I'm going to watch you, it's got to be more than the cell phone. What about you, Chrissy? Yeah. Um, so I used to watch YouTube solely to learn because I was... I was wanting to learn everything about woodworking, metalworking, leatherworking. You know, it, it was intentional searches, intentional projects. And then like when I would pull up a video, if that person didn't get cut to the chase and start showing me something that mattered, I was gone. I was going to search for something else. So previously, it was all about the specific project. The lighting didn't matter. Music in the background didn't matter. None of that stuff mattered. I just needed just to learn education. purely educational. Um, but since then, I've really kind of come away from that, I guess, just because I've been around long enough that I've learned a few things. Um, so now it's more for I do watch our friends, most of their videos, you know, just because I want to see what they're doing and support them, that kind of thing. I like how we both feel compelled to say that. But if we did a <laughs> quiz. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's expect right. me to lie our same friends are truth. listening to the podcast so yeah. <laughs> all right go ahead um 
My favorite channel, though, that I will sit down and watch. Of course, I'm usually halfway distracted on my phone. But the one that I'll sit down and watch with Marvin on a regular basis is Vice Grip Garage. Which is hilarious because you're not a car person. I repel cars. I hate car work. I, oh, and that's what I guess surprises me as much as anything. But his his humor is like so low key. And so, you know, he makes up word names for random things, you know, sparkulators and all those other things. And then he's like, well, there's an 84.7532% chance that this is going to work. You know what I mean? It's really more about his personality. Now, whether that's him in real life or not, I have no idea, but I like his personality and I do learn a few things about it. And I do think like genuinely when he goes, flies halfway across the country or or however he gets to where he's going to pick up this vehicle that's been stuck in someone's barn for 30 years and he's got to get it working so he can drive it home. I think it's like legit. I don't think he's totally like making that stuff up because there's times, you know, there's times and he's like, this ain't, this ain't happening or whatever. And his episodes are his, um, yeah, his episodes are long, but you know, there's times when I used to watch regular television, I'd sit for an hour and watch a TV show. So I guess I kind of, for Vice Grip Garage, I see that as a TV show more so than, um, more so than just a YouTube video. You know, it's interesting you say the TV show. I was going to ask y'all, what do you think if you have five three-minute videos or one 15-minute video, how would you rather consume it? And I'll say, I actually kind of like the shorter segment ones because if there's a part I liked, it's easier to go back and grab or share. Um, I, mm. I kind of like the the shorter clips than one long clip. Yeah. See, I... I think if somebody is going to be like, oh, on today's video, we're going to do stage one of a five part series on how to build this table. I'm not going to watch episodes four through five. I'm going to watch episode one, get sidetracked and not finish the rest of it. So if if there's any chance of me watching all 15 minutes, I need it all in one uh, one consumable at a time, you know. Um, now, as far as annoying, if they've got one of those like surprise, uh, you know, thumbnails, I'm like, no, or you wouldn't believe what I found under this, you know, rock in my grandpa's backyard or, you know, I mean, just those with those, they're trying the clickbaity stuff. Right. I can't stand the clickbaity stuff. Now I do like the ones where they're like, Hey, I built this for $3,000 and I sold it for 10 or whatever. If there's a number associated with it, if there's money related, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. And I really like Morley's videos that he goes through and he adds up time and money that he spends on projects. So those kind of projects I do actually, because that's just down my alley, you know? Right. Yeah. I think like we were talking about vice grip, vice grip garage, he has like the ultimate setup because it's it's a built-in story like they're going to get the car they're trying to get home it's it's the what's the you know there's only like three different types of stories in the world you know it's like the hero hero's journey like all the different whatever you know epic road trip that's what his that's the story he's doing yeah yeah um 
So I I I like those kind too. I just can't get down with how long his videos are. Like they're just they are long. they're just so much longer than I'm willing to commit, especially now. Like yeah, I've noticed the more content I put out, the less content I consume now. And I I feel bad because I'm a shitty friend, but people are like, did you see this video? I'm like, dude, I don't see anything. Like if it if it ain't mine that I'm watching the edit, I don't see it because I just yeah I just don't have time. Like I don't even get I I swipe through Instagram once a day because I'm just busy man you know really? and yeah so unless unless some unless i get a notification that pulls me into the app i just can't i just can't do it anymore and uh so but i like if you scroll through like my youtube thing um i have all of that i have education you know because like i was learning a tig weld so i was just consuming everything about yeah. tig welding you know and then um like entertainment there's tons of like western you know stuff that i'm watching uh like old rifleman and stuff is on youtube now and then uh and then like i have people where i just watch their channel because i'm like i like that guy or girl or whatever i just like their personality and i want to see what they got going on in their shop or whatever uh and then there's a couple that i can't stand and i'm like i have i hate watch them so <laughs> <laughs> but anyways i I don't know. I'm down for all different reasons, but each one of them is pulling me for a specific thing. Now, the one thing I think that YouTube has kind of recently added, or maybe we just didn't discover before, like um, those old black and white video movies, like yeah. the old movies, you know, the old war movies and stuff like that. Those are kind of cool. I mean, we don't sit down and watch a whole lot of television together, um, but I, you know, I kind of like that old, those older ones because you can kind of have them playing in the background. Um, there, it, it's That's just exactly easy. How I do it. Yeah, it's easy yeah. to just have it going on, and sometimes they're pretty entertaining and interesting. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, please give us a review and subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out to us on Instagram at Making Our Way Podcast or on Patreon. You can find all of our latest individual content on Instagram or YouTube. I'm at High Caliber Craftsman. Dean is at Dean underscore Duplantis and Christy is at Twisted Twine Woodworking. Lick it, stick it. See you later. Bye. We like to say thanks for our patrons over on the first tier. We've got Jacob from Griffin Makes, Jacob from Other Dog Design, Keith Drennan from Blackthorn Concepts, Eric from Overall Makerworks, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Dave Bauer, Caitlin Landerno, Morley Kurt, The Grant Alexander, Jen Griffin, The Black Sheep, Brian from Moonshine Leatherworks, Makeshift Podcast, Maritime Knife Supply, Jay-Z and D from Just Mike DIY, Henry from HT1 Metalworks, Brad Harrison from Brad's Custom, Steve Delaney from One Old School Pirate, Kelsey Watson, Dan Gallagher from Goofballs by Dan, Chris Powell from Full Steam Design, Stephanie and Waffles, Matthew from Artigino Sorio, and Rebecca Johansson and Ira Housework.